Thanks for finding us. This is a message recorded at Fairfax Assembly in Bakersfield, California. You can find out more at fairfaxassembly.com. We want to bring our guest on, and, and he's going to bless us. I can't believe it's been three years ago, uh, but Peter reminded me he was with us three years ago. It seems like it wasn't that long, but was, that he was with us. How many were, were here when he was with us before? You remember. Then you know we're in for something great and powerful from God. We've begun a series and a focus in our church on prayer. Last week we talked about the importance of getting alone with God in prayer. Next week I'm going to challenge you to pray a whole night long in prayer. Yes, you can do that. And we'll talk about that next week and more prayer to come. But in keeping with that, I have asked Peter to talk to us about what he has seen the power of prayer do in his home of Tanzania, Africa. As you remember from last time, uh, a big encounter that, that they have or a big obstacle they have involves Muslims, which are violently opposed to the spread of the gospel, and they also have equal pushback from the witch doctors who have possessed the people's minds and hearts there for centuries and are a formidable opponent. But the power of God comes through every time, and he's going to share with us how prayer is the thing that makes that happen, prayer alone. Well, I don't want to spend any more time in introduction, but I do want to introduce Reverend Peter Mitamingi. Let's welcome him as he comes. It's a privilege for me to be here this morning. I want to thank pastor for this uh, opportunity he has given me to stand in this pulpit and I want to thank each one of you for getting ready to hear. I, my name is Peter Mitimingi. I'm a, a pastor from Tanzania Assemblies of God. I also serve God with an organization that I founded. It's called Voice of Hope Ministries. And uh, in this ministry, we focus on taking the gospel to neglected villages, places where the gospel has never been preached. We go around the country, especially in those neglected villages, uh, preach the gospel and also set people free from oppression of Satan. In our country, our country is one of the countries in Africa that is leading in terms of witchcraft. So there are many witch doctors, there are many witchcraft going on around, and many people are dying, many people have been witched, and many evil things are happening in those areas, and nobody can say anything, nobody can do anything, because it's only the power of Jesus Christ that we preach can set people free. The government can't, United Nations can't, it's only the power of Jesus Christ. And uh, this morning I want to speak uh, about the power of prayer, the power of prayer when we pray. Because the only way to experience the power of prayer is when you pray. If you don't pray, it is not easy for you to, to know how prayer works. You, you can only know how prayer works when you use it, when you pray it. It's like uh, 
electricity. This electricity has power in it. But you can't know the power of electricity until you use it. If you don't use it, you just see the cables and you, you'll, ne you'll not see anything. You'll not see any effect. But inside of those cables, there is power. When you use it, that's, that's when you know that there is power. If you go to the socket and turn it on and the, the, the light comes on, then you know there is, there is power because you have, you have used it. I remember one of my friends, he was trying to see whether the, the, the electricity works or not. He, he was in the one a small town. He took the cable and plugged it in a, in a, in a socket. And that cable, in that side, it was just open. There were no any, any, anything to plug in. So he put the, the, tape, the, 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 the cable in the socket. But outside here, the two cables, they, they, were, they were just open. So he tried to took the, the two wires and put them together to see whether, whether, whether there is power or not. <laughs> so, so you can imagine what happened. It was a big shot, and he was pushed far away from, from there because he touched those, those wires, and uh, there, were, there were power right there. So he, he, he finally said, I didn't know that, they, you know, but now I know this is not something to play, around, to play with that around. <laughs> so that's how prayer works. If you don't pray, you just see, uh, the, you can't see the power of prayer because it will be just like the wire you see. It has the power in it, but you, the only way to see that power is when you use it. So the power of prayer, this is the message that I want to, to speak uh, uh, this morning. And, and also, it works like uh, swimming. We know that you cannot know how to swim just from classroom. Taking a class only is not enough to help to make you know how to swim. So if you want to know how to swim effectively, you have to go to the water. You have to go and learn it from right in the water not in the paper, that you draw some pictures of people who are swimming and trying to get a lesson just from the pictures. You'll never be able to swim. If you want to swim effectively, go right in the water and do learning as you practice right in the water, and then you'll be able to know how to swim, and you'll be able to swim. But So that's, uh, the prayer works just like that. You have to pray for you to see how effective prayer is. Amen? Our text will come from the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 up to 9, but I'm not going to read all the verses, but I'll read some. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 9, I'll read up to verse 5. The Bible says, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. He saw, when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. 
This happened during the feast of unrived bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out of public after trial, a public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. And here is the verse that is it's a key verse in this sermon. He said, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Peter was put in the prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The power of prayer. The scriptures that I have read talks about the, the, the disciples when they were persecuted. And uh, as, as we have read, some of them, they were killed. And some of them, they were prepared. They were taken to the prison, waiting for the Passover to, to pass. Then they will, they will be also be, be persecuted and finally be killed. So the church has witnessed some of the evil things that has happened in their town. And they knew that in next week, some of us are also going to die. Peter is one of them. He's now in prison. In a few weeks, Peter will not be alive. So the church gathered because they knew the only way that can help and bring the breakthrough is prayer. They knew that the government cannot do anything. They, they knew that nobody could rescue Peter and the rest of the people except God. So they, 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 they went to a room, they gathered, and the Bible says the church gathered and they prayed seriously to God so that Peter will be safe. So I want you to see how the power of prayer works. When you pray, something is happening in the spiritual world that our, our normal eyes cannot see. When we pray, when we pray, prayer does beyond what our eyes could see. Sometimes we just pray, but we don't know what is happening in the spiritual world. These people, they gathered in a room. They were just praying, but they didn't know actually what is taking place right there when they were praying. So they are gathered here praying for God to intervene the situation, and they didn't see anything from their normal eyes, but in spiritual, God sent the angel right there to the prison. And the Bible says, if you read them, the, the scriptures ahead from that, that where I left, if you read the scriptures, said, when the church prayed, God sent an angel to prison. So here is the church members praying, and here is an angel taking action from the, what the people are praying for. God sent an angel to the prison to go and release Peter. And the Bible said Peter was in the prison. He had no idea. I think he didn't know even that the church were praying there. And he was there maybe hoping, okay, my friends, James and others have gone, and this is my turn. Maybe tomorrow after Passover, uh, the, the, the herald and the king is going to take my life off. And he was just sitting there. But the church was praying there. And because of the power of prayer, God sent an angel right in the prison to deliver Peter. The angel went there without opening the doors. 
You know, sometimes when we, we pray or we think, God is going to do this thing through this way. Sometimes when we pray, we think, or we, we, we tend to give God some ways on how he's going to do in, in the process of helping us. We are praying, but also we are, we are telling God, okay, this is what we want you to do. But God has his own way. His, his ways is not our ways. Because for us, we could expect that when the angel comes, he will go to the, witch, to the, to the, to the, to the watchman and ask him for the key. Where, where are the key of this jail? Because we want to release Peter. But when the angel came, he did not ask for the keys. He did not even open the doors the way that we, we normally do. He just appeared right in the prison without opening the door. And when he appeared there, when he was taking Peter out, the door were opening them automatically. Just like the automatic door we have here in the States. The, the, gel, the doors, they were just open. And when Peter and the angel passed the door, the door closed. So that's why the, 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 the soldiers, they were so amazed in the morning when they found it. No, Peter was not there. And all the doors were just the same as they left. That's how prayer works. Prayer works. Prayer works when we pray. Only when we pray. If we don't pray, it will be very difficult to see the power of prayer. We'll just hear testimony. We'll just hear people testifying and saying how much the power of prayer can do. But when you took action of praying, something in the spiritual world that doctors cannot explain, People cannot explain. Prayer works beyond what we can explain. Prayer works beyond what we can see. I remember one day, we, we, as I mentioned that our ministry, God has called us to reach uh, people who are neglected, but also people who are oppressed with the, with the, with the satanic forces. So we went to one village. We, we had that village was very uh, much in witchcraft. So we went to pray, to, 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 to preach in that village. And those witch doctors, they came to us and say, this village has never been preached before. And we maintain this village as a witchcraft village. And we don't want to, you to plant a church here. We don't want a church in this village. So they told us, you either go, or if you don't go, we are going to show you that we are the, the, the champions in witchcraft. So we said we are, not, we are sent by God to preach here and we are, we are not going to live here. So we kept preaching. And this witch doctor, they said, because, because they came to me, I said, because you are a team leader, we're going to start with you. So I didn't know what happened. When I heard about that, I, I told my people that this is what the, the witch doctor said. And we gathered and we prayed for that night. And I slept and the team slept. Then in the morning, I got a phone call from my wife. And she told me, I am right now in the hospital with our baby. We, we, we used to have a, a baby. She was, uh, she was almost one and a half year by then. So she told me that my, I am here in the hospital. My baby, she's uh, admitted in the hospital. She's very sick. And the doctor said they cannot find the disease in her. They don't know which kind of disease that is this, uh, disturbing her. Because she changed the color from normal color to black. The hair 
changed from black to, uh, to, to green. Green like grasses. And the whole body was greenish. So the doctor went through all different testing, trying to find what is the disease. And the, 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 if you see, the, the, the skin was shrinking. Shrinking like a, a very, very, very old man, woman. And that girl was very weak. She could not open the eyes. She could not cry. She could not do it. She was just sleeping there and nothing. She does nothing. So my wife was crying. And the doctors, they called one another. They called several doctors to try to find what the problem. They couldn't find. And finally, they told her we have not found any, any disease and we don't know how we're going to treat her. So she called me. She was crying. And I was in the village. I said, okay, let me come. So we, we, we took the car and then we came back to, we were going to where the hospital was. So when I got there, I found the baby was very weak in that situation. And uh, I knew from right there that this is a spiritual battle. This is what the witch doctor said last night, that I'm going to start with you. And uh, for him, he was going to kill my daughter. So I stood in the prayer. I said, God, this, this is the hospital, and these are the people that people depending on them when they get sick. These are the doctors that when we get sick, we run to the hospital thinking that once we get there, the doctor will do their work and everything is going to be fine. But these are the people they have confessed that they cannot do anything. So where do we go from here? There's nowhere we go from here. We come to you. And then I prayed. I prayed with my wife. And then I texted many people that I knew that they are prayer warriors. My team back to the village, they are also praying. People in the church, they are also praying. I even emailed some of my friends here in the States. They are also praying. So many people gathered and prayed for her. So we prayed for some time. And finally, I, we decided to take the baby back home because the doctor said they can't do anything. We took her back home, and she was still the same situation. And we kept praying. We prayed for two hours after we got home. Two hours. And the situation was just like the same. But after two hours, we saw small by small, the color changed back from green back to black. And we kept praying, kept praying. After some hours, we saw the baby was able to open the eyes and cry. And she was crying, demanding for mother to breastfeed. And then the mother fed her. And after a few hours, she regained, slowly by slow, slowly by slow, slowly by slow. And finally, all the hair came back to black and she was regained slowly. By the midnight, she was, she was fine. The next morning, she was okay. We called the people and we told the people uh, that God has come. We, we prayed. When we pray, something is happening in our spiritual world. When we pray, something is happening beyond our normal capacity. Beyond our normal understanding. It's when we pray. When we don't pray, many things 
We, we are missing out many things. But when we pray, we allow God to work in our lives. When we pray, we open the door for God to come in and do something in my life, in your life, in, the family, in our family. When we pray, we allow God to come and work in our marriage, work in our finances, work in our, all the things that we think they are not possible. When we pray, nothing is impossible. I want to conclude my sermon this morning with a testimony that how prayer works. We went to the certain village. This is another village. As I said, we are specialized just to the villages which are very stubborn in the country. We, say, we normally say we don't go to just any village. We want the villages that we hear that there's a lot of witchcraft. Because we know that when we go in that kind of villages and God does something, it draws attention of many people and it brings many people to come to the kingdom of God because of what they see. So we had this village in one of the, the villages in, in our country. This witch doctor, he ordered the people every month of June, each family has to give one child for sacrifice. And he tells the families that for the village to be blessed by the spirits, the ancestors and the evil spirits, then each family has to contribute a child for sacrifice so that the child will be sacrificed. They will take that blood and shed in the ground of farms and all the area that they do crop, crop, they raise crops so that the, 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 the land will produce uh, crops. And they took some of the blood they just throw in the, in the air and they believe that they, they are blessing their ancestor so that the rain will come. The, the spirit will release the rain to, to come in that village. If they don't do that, then they, they will go to, uh, to drought and the country will be very dry and there will be no crops and people will die. So that's what they believe. So each, each family has to give a child every June. Like, this is, this is a Mitimingi farm. My name is Peter Mitimingi. So Mitimingi's family, it's me, my dad, uh, my young brothers, my brothers, everybody who shares the name of Mitimingi. So that's the clan. That's the family. So each one of us, we have to sit down. My father, me, my brothers, my young brothers, we have to sit down and say, okay, from our family, who are we going to give for this year, because it is once a year, every, every June. Then we have to decide whether it is from, from my family or my brother's family or my father's family, but it has to be one child from each family. So there are several hundreds of ch children get slaughtered and just for, for, the, for the spirit. And this witch doctor say, if you don't do that, you are going to die. So many people, they do it out of fear. Because if you don't do it, these witch doctors, they are going to deal with you. So we had this story in this village. And uh, no pastor has gone there. No any preacher has gone to preach in that village. There's no in a, even a single, not even a single church. There's no even, even a smell of a church. Even a smell of a church in that village. No. For years. So we decided to go there. But we, we said... We cannot just go and preach. 
We cannot just go and plant the church. The first thing we need to do is to pray. To overtake the land. Is to pray to have the authority over all the powers and all the spirits in that village. So we took a big team. And we went in that village. We covered that village. We camped in somewhere in the bush. But during the day, we were going into different places. We wanted to step on that land and pray. So we dressed like the people in that village. Most of them, they were Muslims, so we dressed like Muslims. So we were going around the marketplaces, all around the villages, just praying to God to overtake this this village because we, we wanted to preach the gospel in that village and to plant the first church in that village. So when we were there, some people, they knew that a Christian has come there. So they went to tell the guy, the witch doctor, because for them it is a champion. It's like a god. So they went to tell them that they are Christian have come here and they want to plant a church here. They want to preach the gospel and plant the church here. So the witch doctor asking who is, who is the, the leader of the group. So he was brought to me. He talked to me and said, are you the leader? I said, yes. He told me, you are still a young man. We don't want to lose you. So I advise you and your team to pack and go back before I perform my duty. He was very strong. He was very confident because he said, I have killed many preachers. You, are, you will not be the first one. So pack and go. And he, and he left. And before he left, I told him, we are not going to leave. God has sent us here. And we are going to do the work what God has sent us here. And in fact, I want to tell, I told him boldly, I want to tell you, we give you one of the two options. The first option we are giving you is to come to Christ. You leave your witchcraft and come to Christ. Then you're going to be safe. The second option we are giving you, we are not going to let you continue killing the kids, killing the babies in the name of the Spirit. We are going to tell God to deal with you. If you don't want to come to him, then we are going to tell him to deal with him, with you. And he said, I've been a witch doctor since I was two years old. And now I am 56 years. I've been doing this for more than 54 years. You think I'm going to be trembled because of these words you are telling me? In fact, now before the morning, I will show you. And he left. So I want to show you uh, the witch doctor. When you are talking to the witch doctor, you, sometimes you don't know who is this. I want to show you the guy, the witch doctor. So this is a witch doctor. And this is when he is performing his witchcraft. Normally, he is naked, no any clothes. And you see he has all this kind of, these are the witch, witchcraft equipments that he is tied up everywhere. And you can see on top of him is the chicken. That is a chicken that they perform some witchcraft. And uh, so these are some of the rituals. Some of them you may not understand. But this is a witch doctor. And... Uh, He's, he's worshipped. All the people in the village, they worship him. Because if we say something, people respect. Even the government, that, people they don't respect the government, they respect what he says. If the president says something, 
People may not even listen. But if you say something, people do it because they know the consequence. Next, please. So one, one of the night, the, the night we talked, he decided to fly. In, a, in, in Africa, we have witch doctors, they fly. Fly just like flying, you know. So this is the, the, the tool that they use to fly. It is a round thing. And this guy sits on this tool when he wants to fly. He sits here. And this one is a steering. This one is the one that gives him direction to go left, right, forward, or back. And uh, they have all these kind of things and some of the things that are not seen in the, in the picture. So he sits on there, here. He performs his witchcraft and he's flying. So that night he was flying from that village to go to another village to get more, more of his power so that he comes back in this village and he performs his witchcraft so that we, me and my team, will die in that village and the, the church will not take place. Next, please. And these are some of the witch doctors that they, they normally gather to perform their witchcraft. So when we prayed in that village, we prayed and we told them we have prayed that we are going to paralyze the power of the witchcraft here in this village. So for them, they went to perform their witchcraft at night. Normally they do it at night. When they went to perform their witchcraft, they become powerless. Normally you'll never see a witch doctor in action. In a normal circumstance, you'll never see him or her. So this day... They, they, their power become less, and they could not move from the area they were performing their witchcraft until the morning. You can see some people, they came in the morning, they found out there, they were sitting there, they, they had no clue where to go, they could not go anywhere. They were just sitting like, what is happening here? And they couldn't go anywhere. So people came to in the morning, and they, they saw them, and uh, until we, we, we came and took them. The police came, they took them to the police, but in Africa the police say that they don't deal with the witchcraft issues because it has no evidence for that. So police and the government doesn't believe. If you have a case of witchcraft and take it to the police, they will say we can't deal with the witchcraft issues because there's no evidence that we can prove to, to, to put a charge on somebody. Next please. So this is the witch doctor. He was flying from that place, I told you, with that thing, little thing, all the way to up to the, to, the, to the air. And when he got there, he met Jesus. And Jesus asked, where are you going? You didn't hear my people told you that it's over. And uh, the, 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 the plane he was using, the witchcraft plane he was using, it lost direction. And it began to fall down from top all the way in the roof of the house of somebody. It was the middle of night, like 2 a.m. These guys, they were sleeping. They just had a big sound from the top. And they, when they wake up, they opened the door. The guy dropped from the roof down. And uh, he, was not, he was not died by then. Then they went there, and they called the neighbors, and everybody was called. And even as we, in the morning, we were called. We went there. We found him. He was still alive but he was unconscious. Next, please. So we, 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 we took him and we tried to help him. And finally, he, he, he was able to come up and we talked to him. 
and we ask him that uh, you met Jesus in action. And now, do you still want to do the option we gave you to come to him so that you become safe? Or if you don't want to come to him, then we still allow Jesus to deal with you. And he said, I'll never, ever leave witchcraft. And we said, if you choose to continue to be witch doctor, then we are not going to allow you to do that. We are going to talk to Jesus that he does something to you so that all these babies who are dying will survive after you have gone. And he said, I will never die and I will never come to Jesus. Next. So next, uh, to finish with that, it took like a, after a week, this guy never recovered. He became sick and sick and sick and sick. A week from when he dropped, he passed away. And when he died, it was a big transformation in that village. People believed that there is Jesus. People believed that there's power in Jesus. Because they said, if he dies, if he, de he has dead, then we believe God is alive. And we planted a church in that village. And many people came to, to Christ because of this testimony and because of the power of prayer. There is power in prayer. Amen. This is a sheikh. How do you see him? This is a sheikh of a mosque. A mosque. No, I'm kidding. This is me. <laughs> this is me dressing like a Muslim. So we, 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 we sometimes go to the mosque for prayer. Because we believe that there's power in prayer, we go in the mosques and we pretend like worshiping like others, but actually we are there to pray. Praying against the power of Satan. Because in Africa, Islamic and witchcrafty, they are brothers and sisters. They go together. So that if you find him a serious Muslim, he must be a witch. He must have a, things to do with the witchcraft. So I, this is one of the days that I went to the mosque for the prayer to, to win the souls right in the mosque. Next, please. Yeah, so this is the time that I just was getting ready to go to the mosque. Next. And this is the mosque that I went to pray. And uh, that's the time when I was coming out after, after, the, after the prayer. Next, please. These are our, our team members, the prayer warriors. In the villages, when we go, we tell them to dress like people in the village. The Muslim, that's how they dress. They cover their head. So when we pray, this is one of the forests that we normally hide when we pray. So these are the ladies who are coming out from the forest right to go to the houses and different houses to, to pray in that, in that village. Next, please. And these are the people that we, after the, 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 the witch doctor died in that village, we did a crusade there and we preached the gospel. And these are the people came to Christ, to, to Christ when they testify and witness the, the power of Jesus Christ. So hundreds of them came to Christ and that was the beginning of the church in that village after many, 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 many years. They said every person who has tried to come to plant a church here, he has been killed through witchcraft by that guy. And now they said this is a historical church because it is the first church planted in this village. 
and the church was planted, and even now, the church is doing, continuing that village. Next, please. Yeah, so these are the, uh, the people. So as I conclude the message, there is power in prayer. But not only the power in prayer, there is power in prayer when we pray. Prayer gets activation when we pray. When we don't pray, the power remains the power in prayer, but not active. It will not be active to you until you take an action of praying, then you activate. Then it becomes powerful. Not only powerful in the news, powerful in your life, in your own life. So I want to challenge you this morning that pray and ask God to give you the spirit of prayer. Because there's a lot of benefits when you become a prayer warrior. And God bless you. You've been listening to a slightly inspired message from Fairfax Assembly, a different kind of church in Bakersfield, California. Find out more at www.fairfaxassembly.com.